Monday night, May 6th at the Hyatt Regency in San Francisco. You're invited to join athletes and celebs at the Bay Area Sports Hall of Fame Enshrinement Dinner. Be there to celebrate this year's class featuring Olympic swimmer Jenny Thompson, San Jose Earthquakes legend Chris Wondolowski, Niners Super Bowl hero John Taylor, Sharks icon Patrick Marlowe, and the architect of the Giants dynasty, Brian Sabian. Be a part of this star-studded evening benefiting Special Olympics Northern California. To purchase tickets, visit Bayshoff.org. That's B-A-S-H-O-F.org. We're getting you ready for the game on The Build-Up with news from around the league, interviews, highlights, and more. Here's your host, Ted Ramey. And now the Islanders must score to keep the shootout going. This is their third attempt, and it's Brock Nelson, who, like Logan Couture before him, scored a goal in this game. Can he do it as Couture did in the shootout? Here comes Nelson moving in, stick handling, shooting, save Reimer! And the Sharks are winners! off the ice to congratulate James Reimer who faced 47 shots in the game and then he faced three more and stopped them all in the shootout. The San Jose Sharks longest winless streak ends at seven games. The final score the Sharks four the Islanders three and that is a big big win for the men in teal black and white. All right, good afternoon, everyone. How are we all doing today? I know that, uh, like many of you, I am stoked for what's supposed to be a really big crowd out there tonight against the Boston Bruins. So, yeah, uh, say what you will about your uh, typical interpretation of the Massachusetts sports fan. They draw. They most definitely draw. So, uh, you know, I think that we had a pretty good crowd the other night when the Sharks won. And I think that ultimately, you know, the more people in the building, the better vibe you're going to get. So, you know, even if it is uh, even if it is a lot of Boston fans there, listen, bring it. I, I love that place packed. I, I feel like we are you know, at a place where we've got a much better understanding of the pandemic and things of that nature. So, yeah, get in, get into the tank, everybody. Let's let's have a party. Let's get ready. But it's a big one today for your San Jose Sharks. Because really the dif- difference here with these two teams, Boston very comfortably in the second wildcard spot in the East. They have a nine-point lead on Columbus. Uh, obviously, leads can disappear in a real hurry. and That's obviously part of uh, well, what we look at with any situation in sports. Things change, obviously. Uh, but Boston, I do not describe right now as a desperate team. And I think that the Sharks are probably eager to exact some revenge against this Boston team. Let's take a look at where the Sharks are in the standings right now. Still seventh in the wild card standing, and they are seven points back of Edmonton, who occupies the second place in the Western wild card. So, you know, that's that's where it is right now. The Sharks definitely have their work cut out for them. They have definitely, um, you know, put themselves in a bit of a bind here with the, you know, only one win in their last eight games. They had seven straight without a win, and now they have been able to get two points. And yeah, you feel a little bit better. It's like I said the other day, it is the the great deodorant. And the Sharks are two, four, and four in their last ten. I guess you could say you get points in six of your last ten, but still, that's that's simply not good enough. But now is the time for the Sharks to be quote-unquote good enough, I guess. I think that's one way of looking at it and seeing what they are going to turn into. Um, before we go any further, I did want to talk about some of the qu- quotes 
uh, we had out of practice yesterday or just some of the news that we had out of practice. Eric Carlson did not give a specific date on when he is going to be back, but apparently his arm, his forearm is feeling pretty good. So that is definitely something to pay attention to because listen, I, I, I know Eric Carlson is a polarizing figure for Sharks fans. I'm not trying to ignore any of that, but the fact of the matter is, is without him, they have been a distinctly worse team. And yeah, they were able to manage his absence earlier in the year when he was out with COVID, but that's a big, big difference at that point of the year uh, than it is when you are in, you know, February and March. Bob Bugner's talked about it many, many times. It gets harder and harder to win games the deeper you get into the season. And I think that's a part of where they are right now. Um, you know, you need to have all your best players out there on the ice. It was a little bit different again when it was in October and November as opposed to where they are now. Uh, Malosh apparently was feeling better, better yesterday. He's questionable to play today. So that is definitely um, one to pay attention to. LeBanc was practicing yesterday. That's encouraging, although he's not expected to be back uh, before Eric Carlson. Aiden Hill out there as well, especially, you know, I think it's 10 straight starts now for Reimer. So obviously he's been shouldering quite a load. Even with the break in there, it's still a lot for any one player to take. As for what the plan is going forward with your goalies, Bob Bugner said that the plan is just to take it game by game. And I think right now the expectation is that you're going to see Reimer go tonight and that he's going to go tomorrow night uh, versus the crack. It's concerning. It really is. It's something that we uh, that we talk about and worry about every day. And we were hoping that Aiden would be um, you know, further along at this point. I think that uh, he's had a couple decent days here in the last two days. So uh, for us, it's given Rhymes as much rest as possible. Um, you know, I don't want to really face the, the situation of having him play him back to back, but you know, we're fighting for our lives here and uh, um, that might be the case. So we'll see how, how the game goes on Saturday. Um, see where Aiden Hill's at that point. And, uh, you know, if we got to turn to Sazi, he's, he's given us, I think, a, you know, some decent periods when he's played and some decent times. So, um, you know, we're, we're just going to have to manage as best we can. And, and uh, you know, hopefully when we play Boston, uh, obviously a good hockey team, that we don't, uh, um, you know, that, we, that we're strong in front of him and, and we don't put him to the test all night because it's uh, we got to play hard defense in front of him and, and help him out. You know, I can't emphasize just how important this stretch is right here, this back-to-back here to end your play at the month of February because, yeah, it, it didn't go well. You ended it with an overtime loss in Tampa, and then you just did not take advantage of the schedule as it was presented to you. You lost against Edmonton. You got a point against Vancouver. You lost against Vegas. You got a point against Anaheim. You got two points versus the Islanders. And now you look tonight against Boston, who is a very good team. Maybe they're not as much of the juggernauts in the East as some of the other teams out there right now, but it's Boston. They should always be respected and or feared. And then you got Seattle tonight. So You know, if you end this trip winning two out of three, which I think is a distinct possibility because Boston is a a good team, you'd feel good about that. But you'd feel great if you could get the win against Boston tonight. If you ended the month with three straight wins and of this, um, you know, six of seven at home stretch by winning the final three games, you'd feel a lot better because it would make you look at the point you got against Vancouver and against Anaheim as being that much more beneficial. But obviously, you don't want to get ahead of yourself. But I think the most... Important thing for the Sharks, once again, it's going to be the start. And I know that, you know, they they had to work really hard to beat a very average Islanders team, but credit to the Sharks, many points of this season, they've been able to play to the level of their competition, and they had to work their way out of it. 
You know, you, you weren't just going to end it overnight. It wasn't just going to be you lose seven in a row and then you break out with a, you know, a 5-1 win or something like that. It would have been nice, believe me. But this was a situation where the Sharks now have fought their way out of it and now they have to see what's going to happen against Boston. Can they follow it up with another good performance, maybe even a win, and then take care of business against the Kraken, a team that the Sharks on paper and in the standings are better than? I, I think that's that's the real question right now. What or rather, why have the Sharks had trouble with the Kraken? Why have they not been able to play at a higher level against that team? I don't think there is an easy answer, obviously, but I think it's very clear to see what the Sharks need to do. I mean, if you looked at the game against Edmonton, fell behind. The game against Vancouver, fell behind. The game against Vegas, fell behind. The game against you know Anaheim, fell behind. The, the Islanders, they even fell behind in that one. They were able to you know, rally behind and they've had better first periods in the last two games. Uh, but you know, that that's gotta be an area of extreme importance going into this game against Boston, not falling behind, seeing if you can get that first goal. The power play has been looking better, which is definitely something to pay attention to, but you can't rely on taking, um, you know, getting a penalty and going on the power play. You've got to figure out that five on five play. You've got to be able to figure out how to score those goals, not make it seem like it's just a, um, you know, a complete miracle when the when the puck finds the back of the net. It's got to seem like it's preordained, like it's something that you were, you know, planning on happening. And I think that, you know, all too often when the Sharks have had these, uh, you know, cold stretches or offensive downturns, which, you know, obviously the offensive downturns have been more games than not, but it does feel like a goal feels like a miracle. Well, they've got to erase that mindset. And I think just it's it's so simple to me that it is the answer. Just that simplicity. The Sharks, when they play a simplified game, are a more effective team. And I know that is hard to do because you have, you know, heavy hitters out there with Tomas Hurdle and Timo Meyer and Logan Gutierrez, and these guys can do incredible things. But I think the most important thing is for them to just, you know, make sure they make the passes connect, make sure they get the puck on net. It's, you know, you can do any sort of amazing move to bring the puck into the zone, but if you turn it over, you know, that's, that's, that's problematic. And I listen, I understand that these guys are exceptionally high skilled athletes and they do things that, you know, other players in the NHL simply cannot, but you've got to make sure that you get a clean entry. You've got to make sure that you are in a, po- a position when you're putting that puck into the zone, be it a, you know, a pass on the move or when you're, you know, skating it in yourself that you're able to take that next step because sustained puck possession for the Sharks against good teams like Boston has been, you know, it's been difficult. The good thing that I I, I have, you know, in terms of a feeling going into night is that credit to the Sharks and the Sharks coaching staff and their, you know, just overall ability and scout team is that they are able to have better responses against these East Coast teams. Better game the second time around against uh, the Penguins. Much better game the second time around against Tampa. And I'm hoping that that will happen again against Boston here because Boston blew out the Sharks early in the year. You know, they jumped on them early. And that's also another reason why an early goal for the Sharks would really help settle things. But it's got to be part of the narrative that, you know, the Sharks have had good reactions in the second time around against these East Coast teams that are of a high caliber. Um, So, you know, Washington would be another example. Washington came into San Jose, beat the Sharks. The Sharks go into Washington and beat them. So while it isn't, you know, a completely um, clear picture of what's going to happen. And I, I don't think that, or at least I'm not expecting them to get absolutely, um, you know, demolished again, the way that Boston jumped them last time. You know, Boston does have the capability of bringing a blitz. I think that they were definitely aware of that last time, but now they have a better idea of what that blitzkrieg is going to look like. And for this team in San Jose, 
playing that simplified game and making sure they're not turning the puck over, particularly at the blue line, especially their own blue line. That's got to be at a premium. That's got to be, you know, priority number one. Don't shoot yourself in the foot. You know, don't put yourself in a position where you're giving Boston any more opportunities than they otherwise would have earned. Because that to me is just, I mean, it's a sin you can't atone for, but why make life any more difficult? Why go down? Why give them the puck? Why give them any more opportunities? You can't because Boston, they do finish. They are a good team and they are going to make you hurt. Boston has heated up as of late. They've won three in a row. That's another thing to pay attention to. They're playing pretty good hockey, I feel like, but that doesn't mean the Sharks should look at this game as an impossible task. And by the way, one thing not helping is that Brad Marchand did come back on Thursday night, uh, played 22 minutes almost, didn't uh, register any points in that one, but you know, it's Brad Marchand. He's he's very, very good player. There's no other way uh, to look at it. But I mean, like you you look at that roster of Boston and, uh, you know, they, they make like life difficult for you and you, you know exactly what you're getting into when you play against them. And that's why, again, playing a clean game from the San Jose, San Jose Sharks is of the utmost importance. But I also feel that it's important to point out that you, you can't play tentative. You, you need to be aggressive in this game. You need to get pucks on net and you need to take a lot of shots. And the other thing you need to do is to make sure you're getting second and third opportunities because you need to give James Reimer some time to rest. I mean, that's another thing that I am completely looking at here is that, you know, with Reimer and the load that he's been taking, you just need to try and take some of that off of his shoulders. You need to make sure that he is able to have a little bit of a, of a period in the game where he can take a breather with the puck down at the end. If that means, you know, cycling a little bit and just kind of controlling that possession, you, you have to imagine that is what some of what Bob Bugner wants to do. And again, don't be tentative. I want the team to be aggressive. But you can't put yourself in a situation where you're putting your goalie who's played 10 games in a row, um, you know, facing odd man rushes too many times because I, while Reimer is a machine lately, it seems like I don't want to put any more pressure on him than is absolutely necessary because, and I've heard Drew Amenda talk about this, there have most definitely been some goals that he's let in where it's been a, a body language that's fatigued. And that means he's not getting to a puck or he's just a little bit late in his reaction. I think that's a, a byproduct of all the, the work he's had to do. So, you know, again, it's, it's that balance because you don't want the Sharks to per se slow things down, but you don't want them giving anything up in a bad situation for your goalie otherwise. So, yeah, I mean, that's going to be part of finding that balance. And, you know, this is what we saw on Thursday night. It was a team effort that led you to a win. And now I think you're in another situation where you're going to need a team effort to get you to a win. And I, I know this is, it, it sounds so easy when you say it like that. It's like, oh, we'll just get, you know, contributions across the board. It's it's what it's going to take. Um, you know, I, I feel that the Sharks, you know, you had a good game from Merkley. You had a good game from Reimer. You had a good game from Couture. You had Jasper Weatherby getting on the board. You had the power play working. You had the penalty kill working. It's not surprising when you look at the way it worked out the other night that it did lead to a win for the Sharks. Like this is not, rocket science to see the things they did well, uh, leading them to a win. It's easier to say, oh, replicate that. Like, yeah, I, I told them to do that. I told them to have a good game, win the special teams battle, get a good night from Reimer and put shots on net. And, you know, like, again, it's very easy to say what needs to be done and point to what worked a game before, but it's much harder to do it in the course of the actual game itself, which is again, why I keep on coming back to the idea that you need to limit mistakes. 
and play that simplified game where you're not putting your goalie in a situation where he's going to be facing odd man rushes because you, you know, you turn the puck over in a bad area. You control the neutral zone. You tend to control the game. If you have clean entry and put guys in a good position when they're receiving the puck and make sure you're not trying to, you know, hit the home run pass, it seems like you will control that puck possession. Get the defense to where they can't come out and meet you. Make them kind of close in, create space in the outside, you know, set some screens, make things happen. But if only it were that easy, right? I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. But this is, it's a big one tonight because if the Sharks can win two in a row uh, on a season where it's been so hard for them to really get a lot of momentum in many different situations, I do feel like it would be huge. And it's a, it's a huge challenge. And I, I know that that is definitely part of the reality, but you know, this is a this is a tough stretch for the Sharks. This has been, you know, not a not a great bit of hockey that they've played. They have been better at earlier parts of the season, which runs counter to my whole argument of this year being not so much about just playoffs, make it or miss it, but are they a better team from start to finish? Until the break, they were. You know, lately they have not been as good. Obviously, that's why they had lost seven in a row. That's why they had been without a win. That's why, you know, it made Thursday night's victory over the Islanders so huge and put so much of a premium on tonight's game. Because if you can get a second win in a row and look at having that second game of a back-to-back against a Kraken team that you feel like you should beat, you have a chance to take a lot of that momentum back out with you on the road because, you know, you get into March. You're going to be at Vegas to start the month on Tuesday night. Home against Nashville, very difficult games. Then next Sunday, the 6th, you are going to be at Anaheim. I mean, that's a tough, tough challenge. Then Thursday, at the Kings. Then you're hosting the Kings. I mean, these are these are tough games. Then hosting Florida, at the Kings, home against Colorado. I mean, it's just one after another, after another, after another for the Sharks. And that makes life uniquely difficult but it does show you how important it is right in the here and now for the Sharks to try and end the month of February with wins. It's not going to be easy in any way, shape, or form, but that's what the Sharks need to do. They, they need to take advantage of every opportunity they have at home in particular, regardless of who the opposition is. I wanted to take a look at some of the scores from around the NHL last night as the action heats up night after night after night. We saw the Hurricanes get a quality 4-0 win over the Blue Jackets. The Blues down the Sabres 5-3. Chicago all over the Devils 8-5. Avalanche double up the Jets 6-3. Coyotes shut down the Knights 3-1. The Kings 4-1 over the Ducks. Now, there are some games that are going to be over and or started by the time that this uh, is released today, but I figure I will look at the night slate of games. You've got the Wild visiting the Flames at 7. You've got the Avs at the Golden Knights at 7. The Islanders at the Kings at 7.30. And, of course, right here in San Jose, it is the Sharks hosting the Bruins. So, yeah, I mean, big, big opportunity for the Sharks tonight. And I, I love the idea of them being able to finish out the month with three straight wins after the difficulties you had earlier on this stretch. I, I know it's not maybe the most realistic thing in the world to say, oh, yes, they just lost seven in a row. Let's expect them to go out and win three in a row. And I, I know I'm not trying to, you know, get, get my own hopes up either. Trust me. But it is something that I think, man, if they could finish off with a bit of strength here, it would definitely make things feel a little bit better going into the month of March in particular, and it make you feel a lot better where things are over overall. And then, you know, if they can finish out the month strong, even winning two of three, then the points you were able to earn in the games that weren't wins, they hold a little bit more value because it probably wouldn't feel like it was all for naught. And, you know, none of it's all for naught in any way, shape or form in the 
terms of you got a season of hockey to play. Every win is a good thing. Every bit of positivity you want to draw from. But the Sharks are not a juggernaut. They are not a great team. They are a team that is outside looking in right now that has aspirations, but being aspirational is not the same as being good, and it's up to the Sharks to control their destiny um, to really fight for what they want to do here in the next couple of weeks leading up to the deadline. I mean, that's 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 where things are right now. Again, I, you know, my whole goal for the Sharks has been get better, improve, improve. If that leads you to the playoffs, great. If not, then that's another situation. But lately, that has changed where they weren't getting better, but hopefully they can get back on track here. We're out of time. That wraps it up. I'll see you all tomorrow morning on Morning Tide. For the San Jose Sharks, I'm Ted Ramey signing off.